Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Partnering with the covenant-keeping God. For careful students of the Bible, you will notice that there is always a covenant element in the way God relates with the people that he calls. There is, there is that covenant element. What you find is that you will notice that there's a pattern in the lives of the people that God calls and God uses. You'll find out that that pattern starts, number one, with a call. Okay? First, God will invite, send out an invitation to that particular individual. He will call them and tell them, okay, I'm interested in doing something with you. I'm interested in relating with you. I'm interested in having fellowship with you. So it starts with a call. When you eventually get the call established, the next thing is that the Lord will now give you the assignment. This is when the Lord Almighty tells you what He wants to accomplish in this, you know, accomplish in the world on earth through a human agency. And after He had given you the call and He has given you the assignment, the next thing you always find in all the lives of the people that God uses is that He will always back up that assignment with a promise. In other words, if you do everything, X, Y, and Z, I will do this for you. If you follow me, I will follow you. I will walk with you. If you draw close to me, I will draw close to you. If you obey my commandment, I will visit you in a certain way. So it starts with a call, followed by an assignment, and then you see it backed up with a promise. And then God sits back and waits for your response. Like I always say, God is a perfect gentleman. Never, never, never forces anybody. He tells you, I place before you life and death. You now make up your mind which one you want. But it always starts with a call, followed by an assignment. And they're backed up with a promise, and then God waits for you. Now, this pattern of covenant relationship is noticed all through the scripture. In Genesis chapter 12, the Bible tells us when the Lord called Abraham, you will see that particular pattern in there. The Lord gave him an assignment. When he called Abraham, he called him, he gave him an assignment, he gave him a promise, and then waited for Abraham to respond. You look at the life of Moses that we talked about this morning that we read in our scripture. In Exodus chapter 3, the same thing happened. God called Moses to a covenant relationship, gave him an assignment, backed it up with a promise, and waited for Moses to respond. You see the same thing in the life of Samuel. You see the same thing in the life of David. You see it in the life of Elijah. You go into the New Testament, you see exactly the same pattern. And the Lord God Almighty is doing all these things, even as we are, even as we are, we are here today. All those the Lord have called into a covenant relationship in both the Old and the New Testament, and even in this our contemporary time, the pattern is the same. God calls the individual to a covenant relationship, gives an assignment, backs up an assignment with a promise, and waits for the individual to respond. And this pattern and call it this pattern of calling and establishing a covenant relationship tells us one very important thing about the way God deals with his people. In other words, what that particular action tells us, what that element, what that pattern tells us is that when God is about to bless a man. When God is about to do something special in the life of an individual, in the life of a nation, in the life of a family, when God is about to take somebody to the next level, when God is about to be able to move you from where you are to where you need to go, what he does is that he invites you into a covenant relationship. You look at all the people that he walked with. Abraham was nobody. 
Abraham was languishing in the life of, in, 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 in the life of his in, 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 in the family of his of his father until the Lord singled him out and pulled him out from obscurity into the limelight. Moses was busy walking with the with the with the goats and the sheep and everything in the back of the wilderness. Nobody knew he was there. He was busy just you know they're running away from from Pharaoh, but the Lord God Almighty pulled him out of obscurity into the limelight. When the Lord is about to do something special in the life of an individual. You note that thing. The first thing the Lord will do is to invite that individual into a covenant relationship. When we all were suffering under the bondage of hell, under the bondage of sin, when the enemy was having a field day in our life, and the Lord wanted to draw us out of that bondage, He wanted to draw us out of the suffering, He wanted to bring us unto Himself and give us the liberty that only comes through Christ. What did He do? He invited us into a covenant relationship, and that covenant relationship was the call that Jesus Christ said, "Come unto Me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." When the Lord is about to do something good in your life. He calls you into a covenant relationship. And as believers, as Christians, the Lord God Almighty has set us apart as individuals. He has given each and every one of us a special reason, a special call. There is something that the Lord Almighty has placed upon your heart that only you can do. I've always been always awed at the, at the thought of the guy that preached to this man called Billy Graham. Can you imagine the person that preached to him? If the person had not preached, what would have happened? A lot of souls, countless of souls would have gone without hearing the gospel. And that tells you that there is a particular thing that God has called you for. There is a particular assignment that he has given unto you. That only you, there is a life that is going to be blessed. That only you can bless that particular life. There is a life that is waiting for a miracle. And only you can provide that particular miracle. It might just be a word. It might just be an encouragement. It might just be the same thing that you do. Something that is unique to you. The way you do your thing. The way you carry your life. The way you do your job. It might just be one simple thing that will transform the life of an individual. God is giving everyone that special assignment and until you and if you are going to move into that place of assignment you need to enter into a relationship with the almighty god but that is on an individual basis as a church the lord has you know, the lord has called us unto himself the lord has given us given us a church an assignment to reach the whole world for him he has backed up that assignment with some failing promises and some of the promises we read during that time of prayer this morning and the lord now awaits you and awaits me awaits our response as a church what are you going to do with the assignments and the promises that I've given unto you. And as Lord, as we begin another year, as we begin to look at the possibility that this year holds, we look at the promises of this year, we look at the things that this year is, you know, the, the, the unfolding goodness that the Lord Almighty has packaged into this particular year. As you look at this year, you begin to understand that if you are going to move forward, you must respond to that covenant relationship, to the invitation for a covenant relationship that the Lord Almighty is sending out. The Lord God Almighty every year will send out, every day will send out that invitation. And he's saying, I want you to be a part of me. I want you to have a relationship with you. I want to be able to move closer to you. God is sending out an invitation to us to form a covenant relationship with him. God is looking to renew. For those who already have that relationship, he's looking to renew that relationship. To say, these are the areas that I want you to do something about. These are the things that I want you to take care of. We talked about a particular young prayer, a younger king this morning, who how that particular king looked at the, did an assessment of his nation and found out that they were lacking, that they were wanting. And now you become a form of revival. The Lord is saying there's a need for you to renew your covenant. There's a need for a revival in your spirit. There's a need for a reawakening. The things that have gone to rest, the things that have gone to bed, the things that are gradually dying in your life, the potential that have been left 
left on, on, on tapped. That particular power that the Lord has given unto you, that you are placed at the backbone. The Lord is saying, I'm looking to renew my covenant relationship with every one of us this year. And the issue is, what are you going to do about it? God is looking to renew the covenant relationship with you, with your family, and with the church. And is expecting us to respond. The question is, why is the Lord looking for that covenant relationship? Is it because he's bored in heaven? You know, after Christmas, he has delivered all the toys and there's nothing else to do in heaven. So it's okay, what do we next? Let's look for covenant relationship. Is that why? Why is the Lord asking for a covenant relationship with us? Why is the Lord looking to form a relationship with the church, with the believer, with the family, with the individual, with you, with me? Why is he looking for that relationship? The reason number one is because God is a covenant keeping God. In other words, the Lord God Almighty will not do anything on this earth unless true covenants. God is a covenant giving God. Number two, God is a, God, sorry, the first thing is God is a covenant making God. And then number two, God is a covenant keeping God. Just as a side note, you must understand also that the devil is a covenant making devil. And it's also a covenant keeping. You look, we wake up in the morning for those of us who come from the neck of the wood where I come from. When you wake up in the morning, you go, you know, the way that's the way we used to do it when I was growing up. My dad would take that thing that we used to call the guru and he would put at the corner of the door and we say, my father's here, we'll take all this. That is the libation. He does that. What is he doing? He's committing his own life and the life of his children to his own son, to, to, to whatever God is believes in at that time. And you think that is just another thing. But what you find is that the devil remembers that. And if you decide to go out of that thing and you refuse to pour that libation, the devil will show you pepe. The point I'm trying to make is that God is a covenant-keeping God. The devil is also a covenant-keeping devil. Okay? For those of us who don't understand what you mean by God, the devil will show you pepe. He will punish you. That's what it means. Okay? When you put pepe in your eyes, you know how it means? Yeah, that is what it, that is the Nigerian language. He will show you pepe. You know? So the devil is a covenant-keeping devil. And the, world, the Lord is now calling us to himself. He's now saying that if you are going to be translated from the kingdom of darkness, and you are going to live in my kingdom, I want to have that relationship with you. I want to have a contract with you. That's basically what it is. A contract. What do you do here in this country that you don't sign a contract for? Eh? If you want to, if you want to preach SF, the world, you have to sign a contract. That if anything goes into your nose, you are not going to sue the, you are not going to sue the county for giving you polluted air. I mean, the, you, there's a contract for everything. You know, you sign your life away. That's the Lord is saying that if you are going to walk with me, I need that relationship. I need that covenant. I need that agreement so that I can protect you, so that I can have a hold over you, so that I can have a hedge over you. And that is why the Lord is asking us to have, that is why he wants to form a covenant with us. And the Lord operates through covenants. You cannot rent a house in this particular place unless you want to do bootleg. Or if you are going to rent a house in this country, you must sign a contract with the landlord. Abi, if you don't sign a contract, the guy does not consider you as his, as his tenant. And if there is a protection that comes to the house, like you are supposed to get free cable, free water, free whatever, free, if you are bootlegged into the house, you don't have right to those things. The same thing, if you want to have access to the resource of heaven, you cannot get crash, get crash yourself into it. There has to be a contract. There has to be a relationship that exists for you to be able to tap into it. So the Lord God Almighty wants a contract, wants a covenant with us, because that is how he operates. I've given you this example before. The Lord God Almighty could have come into this world, sent his angel to preach the gospel, but he didn't do it. Why?
because the Lord had made up his mind that the only way I'm going to preach the gospel in this world is through you and through me. And it's not just going to use anybody. It's going to use the people that he has a relationship with. That is why you need a covenant. Now, if you go back to the original covenant that God made with man, in the book of Genesis, reading from verse number 28, Genesis 1, reading from verse number 28, the Bible says, And the Lord God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now, if you fast forward the Bible and go straight to the book of Job, the Bible tells in the book of Job 36, reading from verse number 10, it said that he opens also their ears to discipline and commanded them, and commanded that they return from iniquity. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity prosperity and their years in pleasure but if they do if they obey not they shall perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge in other words god is saying that because i have made a promise to bless you because i have made a promise to protect you because i've made a promise to deliver to increase and to and to preserve you that you are if you are going to enjoy and if that particular promise is going to remain valid you must walk with me in covenant relationship if they obey and serve me, they shall spend their days in what? In prosperity. But if not, God help you. The Bible is now making it clear that if anyone hopes to enjoy the blessing, the, the covenant blessings of God, if anybody wants to maintain that, that, that person must be able, must be, must be ready to maintain that relationship. If I get to know somebody, like I just got to know my brother, my, my brother Moses, and we have this particular relationship going back and forth. If I don't talk to him in one year, do you think I can just walk into his office and say, okay, I want the benefit of tax services? It's not going to happen because we don't have that relationship. But if I walk with him, every week we talk to each other. There are things he needs that I'm able to provide. There are things that I need that he's able to provide. We're able to develop that relationship. I can talk to him over the phone. And anytime, anytime I call and he sees the number, he knows that this is this African pastor that has just called him. He will have that relationship and he keep going. If by next year I turn around and I say, my church needs a tax service or we need some accounting services, it will not be difficult for him to respond. Why? Because you have built a relationship. And you have not just built the relationship, you are maintaining that particular relationship. And that is what the Lord is saying. You don't just want to have that, like our sister put it this morning, you don't want to have that weekly visitation right. It is the relationship, it's not about a weekly thing. We used to have this thing when I was growing up, we call it Daraprim. Okay, it's called Sunday Sunday medicine. I don't know how you took it when you were growing up, but I took it when I was growing up. It's called Sunday Sunday medicine. The idea is to keep you, you know, to make sure that you are you are up and running, you know, so that you don't fall sick. They give you that thing into you know they, my, my, my mom will pop that thing in your mouth and you must take it every Sunday. And that's why we call it Sunday Sunday medicine. The church is not a Sunday Sunday medicine. Relationship with God is not a Sunday Sunday medicine. It's not something you do today and then you wait till next Sunday until you show up. No. It's the way you live your life on a daily basis. And the Lord is saying, if you are going to enjoy the covenant blessings that are promised, if you are going to enjoy the things that you see in the scriptures, if you are going to see God move on your behalf, if you are going to see God do extraordinary things, you have to be able to maintain that covenant relationship. Because if you can't maintain it, it's not automatic. Okay? That is to say, you cannot tap into the blessings of God. You cannot tap into the dominion and the multiplying promises of God without a covenant relationship. And that relationship must be maintained. And it also tells us as believers that how far you are going to travel this year is the amount of God's blessings, the amount of God's provision that you are going to see in your life is totally dependent on your ability to form and to maintain a relationship with the Almighty God. For those who are into business, 
you will notice that your business is a function of the amount of contract and the amount of people who are able to work with you. If you are producing, it's a function of people who are able to buy your products. If you are delivering service, it's a function of people who are able to take up that service. If you don't build a client, a client base and you do not maintain a client base, you will end up closing that business. The same thing when you walk with the Lord. Before we get to the Lord, let's even talk about those who are forming relationships. If you are into any relationship, you do not talk to your wife. You do not do anything. Valentine is coming. You are not buying chocolate. You are not buying, uh, what do you call that in a uh, flower? You are not buying anything that makes them look good. How long do you think you are going to continue to have that person say, honey, honey? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You are going to spend a long time in the doghouse if you are married. And if you are not married, forget about it. That person, that date is not happening anymore. The point we are making is this. How far you are going to enjoy whatever God has prepared for, for this new year is totally dependent on your ability, not just to form a relationship with God, but to maintain that relationship. You have to be able to maintain the relationship. And the question is, why is it that your blessing is dependent upon your form of, is a, is a function of your covenant relationship? Why? Why is it dependent? The reason is because, like I said a few minutes ago, God is a covenant keeping God and God takes his covenant seriously. The Bible tells us that when he was blessing Abraham, he looked into the entire universe. There was nothing he could swear about to assure Abraham that I was good, that he was going to bless him. The Bible says he swore by himself. In other words, he gave him his word and he said, take it to the bank. It is solid. In other words, God is saying that, you know, if you are going to receive anything from me, I want to be able to give you a definite assurance. What is the reason why people don't come to church? What is the reason why people are not Christians? What is the reason why people don't want to relate to the Almighty God? It's because the people who say they are relating with God, you look at their life and you wonder, what's wrong with these people? You are not seeing the evidence of the goodness of God that they preach about. You are not seeing the evidence of the richness of the Almighty God that they are talking about. How glorious the Almighty God is. You look at their life, you don't see the glory. Why would you want to follow somebody who is selling you something and telling you about the, is telling you about a particular medication, but is suffering the problem that that medication is supposed to cure? Why would you follow that kind of person? And that's why the Lord is saying, if you want to see my glory, if you want to see me move the way I have said I moved, if you want to see the evidence of scripture that you have read about so much, you need to just follow the simple principle. And that is first of all, form a relationship with me and then walk with me. That's all, oh buddy. That's it. Just walk with me. And as you do so, you find that God is a covenant keeping God and is serious about his covenants. And that is why every time the children of Israel will mess up. Because God promised their forefathers. God told Abraham that in blessing, he will bless him. That in multiplying, he will multiply him. And that his seed will be so numerous. So when these people are messing up and it's about to kick them in the behind, he will look back again and say, okay, I told Abraham this. I'm going to keep my promise. That is why you keep promises. It's just like you get into a business relationship with somebody. By the time you get into the business, you, know, you draft a contract, you both sign the contract. And then somebody wakes up, you know, your partner wakes up on the other the next day and have this uh, bias remorse and turn around and say, ah, I don't like this contract. But he cannot default on that contract because he has signed a document and he's, he is bound by that particular, do, by, by, by that particular document. The same thing the Lord is saying. You cannot. I want you to form that thing because it makes me, it holds me accountable to bless you. 
But the problem is that when you don't do your part, God will not do his own part. I've always said it, that God is a, is a God. This is where the problem of language comes in. Okay? Where you, you, there's a word that I want to say now, I can't say it, I don't know the good English to use for it. But God is a, is, is all power. In other words, He looks at you, looks at you, looks at you. If you don't move, He will not move. Until you move, God will not move. He looks at you until you die. If you, if you, if you respond to Him, He responds. If you don't respond, He doesn't respond. And that is why He says that whatever the soul of your fish are tread upon, I've given unto you. If you decide that you don't want to tread upon anything, God is not going to force you. He's going to look at you. But the day you start moving, that's when the day start, God start moving. The day you start laying your hands on something, that's when the day the Lord God Almighty start blessing it. But if you refuse to lay your hands on anything, oh, you are on your own. So the Lord is saying, the reason why he wants you to form a covenant is because he keeps covenants. And if you read the book of Exodus chapter 34, reading from verse number 6, the Bible tells us, And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in truth, in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, but no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquities of the father, of the father upon the children, upon the children's children, to the third and to the fourth generation. In other words, the Lord God Almighty, them forgets. He never forgets. If it is good, he will not forget. And if it is not so good, he will also not forget. And that is why he wants you to keep a covenant so that he can put you in his book of remember. In other words, you enjoy the benefit for you to enjoy the benefits of a, of a covenant relationship. For God's covenant promises to remain valid in your life, you need to keep your own end of the bargain. And that means that you must have what it takes to maintain a valid covenant relationship. And that is why in our very first installment of this series, I spoke about the need for connecting with that. Because if you don't connect with him, you can read all the promises you want. You can claim all the promises you want. You can ask some people to put their hands upon you until you be like me here, where your head is gone, where all the hair is gone. Nothing will happen. Because God does not recognize a covenant that is not in it. And that is why you first of all have to connect with him. Okay? Now, there is one thing for you to have a covenant relationship with the Almighty God. It is quite another thing to maintain it. Okay? It's another, it's one good thing to be able to be able to woo the girl. It's another thing to be able to get the girl from wooing to the point of marriage. You know that. There is a difference between you trying to get a job and then maintaining that job. Two different things. It's very different for you to say, I want to get a new customer. Yes, you can get the customer, but can you service the customer? Can you service the contract? It's one thing to have a relationship with God. It's another thing to maintain that relationship with the Almighty God. In other words, there is a difference between knowing God and walking with God. Two different things. I want you to read the verse of the scripture. The Bible tells us in Psalm 103. Very interesting verse of the scripture. Psalm 103, reading from verse number 7. The Bible says, He made known his ways unto Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. What does that mean? That verse is simply telling us that the children of Israel knew who God was. Okay? They had an interaction with him in the past. They had an encounter with the Lord Almighty. They know how they, they know that there is a God of Israel. But there is a difference between when you know a particular person and when you walk with a particular person. Two different things. The children of Israel knew God, but Moses walked with God. The children of Israel knew what God can do, but Moses knew why God was doing what he was doing. The children of Israel saw the acts of God, but Moses knew the ways of God. And the difference was because Moses understood the difference between knowing 
and walking with God. Moses understood God because Moses understood the nature of God. Because Moses understood the character of God. Moses understood the person of the Almighty God. Moses understood the things that God likes and what God hates. He knows what God will do and what God will not do. There is a difference between knowing God and walking with God. Bible tells us that there was this guy called Enoch. He walked with God. He walked with God to the point that he just disappeared. In other words, he just had this good time with the Lord. That Lord said, no, don't go back to that place. Come and just stay with me. I built a mansion for you. I guess the first mansion probably went to the guy. You know, it was on the pier. You know, when you get into most of the downtown, you have the first street. He probably has a house on the corner of the first street. You know, but that is true. There's a difference between when I say you know God and when you walk with God. Two different things. And the man or the woman who will enjoy a covenant relationship with the Almighty God must understand some basic things. The first thing he must understand is that to enjoy the covenant blessings of God, it requires a covenant relationship. Number two, a man who will enjoy the blessings of God, who will enjoy the covenant blessings of God, must understand that partnering with God, partnering with God, partnering with God requires you to be able to partnering with God is the source and all the key to success in life. When you have God as your partner, there is no impossibility. Can you imagine if I'm working with this Zuckerberg guy? Yeah, the guy just say, Okay, there is a church called Lifelong Anointing Church. I see you guys are streaming on uh, on my on one of my products. Okay, let's let's do this. Why don't I bring my technicians to come and just help you set things up? Do you think we are going to be using all this thing that we're using right now? Come on, you have the state of the art, you know. That when I cough, it's not even going to sound like a cough. It's going to sound like music. You know, because I have a solid technology partner. When you have a partner in the Almighty God, it is the key to success and victory. And that's what the Lord is trying to, uh, try to make us to understand. That if you are going to enjoy the benefit of working with the Almighty God this year, you must understand that you cannot partner with God. You cannot enjoy your work. With, you cannot partner with the Almighty God to get the success you want until you learn how to work with God. You cannot partner with the Almighty God until you learn how to walk with you. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Amos. Amos chapter 3, reading from verse number 3. It's a very popular verse. It says, can two walk together except they agree? In other words, unless you are in alignment with the Almighty God, unless you know how to walk with God, it will be extremely difficult for you to partner with Him. The question is why, what is partnership and why do we form partnership with the Almighty God? I'm going to skip real quick through this. Partnership with God. What does it mean? Partnership is a relationship involving two or more parties having specific rights and responsibility. In other words, partnership is a relationship between God and man. Okay, it's a relational connection between God and man. A relationship, uh, a, a partnership is a relationship in which man shares and aligns himself with the goals and purposes of God. It is also, it is, it is also when a man takes up the responsibility that is assigned to him by God to be able to fulfill God's plan and purposes. In other words, when we talk about partnership with God, we are talking about God, you know, we are talking about the relationship between God and man where God chooses to walk with you. So that he can achieve his purpose. It is God that does the choosing. You are not the one that chooses. It is always very funny when Christians say, I give my life to God. You don't give your life to God. God already has the life. Okay? You are just recognizing the fact that yes, your life belongs to him. He already has it because if you want to take it, you can take it anytime. You don't give it to him. He says, I surrender. You don't surrender. If God wants you, you will surrender by force. Uh, who you? Who are you? You say you won't surrender. I mean, that's a story for another day. The point I'm making is that God is the one that forms the partnership and he calls you so that he can fulfill his purposes here on earth. This means that when we partner with God, God is the one that initiates that partnership. 
He's the one that calls you to himself. The Bible says that no man takes this honor upon himself except him that is called, just like Aaron was called. In other words, you don't wake up one day and say, yes, I want to partner with God. No, he's the one that puts it in your heart. See, nobody can come to him except you. First of all, do what? He draws you. So God is the one that initiates partnership. Number two, God is the one that dictates the terms of the partnership. And that is why some people say, well, I am what I am. And God will have to accept me. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't, it doesn't work like that. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Thank you.